This is the Barack Murray Podcast. I'm looking forward to talking about a really fun topic today. I'm here with my wonderful producer, Ari David. All right. Oh, such beautiful songs about California stars. It, this now, it's nostalgic. And, and it's, ironically, it's what I want to talk about today. Not about nostalgia, really, but about history, the way things work. And how we need to appreciate history uh, to appreciate where we are today. Um, you know, before the podcast, we were talking about how, you know, if you have no sense of, of history, how it'll affect your, your day-to-day operations, the way you look at things around the street and such. I think you were talking about some relatives you had where they, they suffered from some bad treatment and uh, historically. And that kind of informs them today. And it also helps them fight for good causes, such as Israel, such as the uh, survival of the Jewish people, and for that matter, other minorities, I'm sure. So it's a, it's a healthy approach to know history. Uh, but there's so many people out there, Ari, that, that come out of the sky, so to speak, and they just, they don't know anything about history. They just know what's what right now. Good for today. And they say, look, uh, you know, everything's okay. You know, we're not, um, you know, there's not too many homeless people in the street. Um, there's, there's, uh, people seem to be surviving and everyone has their iPhone and their, their cars and their refrigerators and air conditioning. And that's neato. Everything's going to be fine. Um, so let's have all these other systems in place like socialized medicine and higher taxes and everything else, because it, you know, it's never happened in the history of the world before. So therefore we'll, Let's see how it turns out now. <laughs> and of course, then they find out that it's a, it's a disaster. It will be a disaster. Even now, we realize that Obamacare is, is going to be a big problem in the future. But let's say, let, let's talk about the proverbial Martian, right? The, the, the Martian that comes from the sky or comes from Mars, right? Uh, I, no, 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 no. I got to stop it right there. Oh, God. George Carlin corrected us on this. Proverbial means it had to have been a proverb. You're talking about the metaphorical Martian. Yes. Yes. Okay. Imagine a Martian. <laughs> the term proverbial has bothered me ever since Carlin did a bit about That's it. That's right. <laughs> it's Good it's point. like, it's metaphorical, damn it. Not proverbial. If it's proverbial, it's in a proverb. If it's a proverb, it's written in the Gospels or whatever it is he said. And don't so. get him started about the Alanis Morissette song, Isn't It Ironic? <laughs> Just don't get him started. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so, so you get the, the metaphorical Martian. Martian. Yeah. The Martian comes down and he sees what's what. And if he were to look at this uh, at, at Los Angeles alone, for example, he would say, "Well, these uh, these people called the Jews, they seem to be doing okay um, as, as a people, generally speaking." Um, he would uh, look around and say, "Well, it looks on, on the west side, everything looks pretty good there, and all you have to do is just live on the west side, and you'll be wealthy." I mean, he'll make many assumptions. And history, you know, the history, he'll understand why people yeah, are can, where they are. If you could just get in an Upper West Side apartment, you'll get a good job. That's right. You know, in New York. That's right. But how do you get a West Side apartment? Well, you get one. It's kind of <laughs> like the Steve Martin bit. Right. Uh, how do you get a million dollars and not pay taxes? Well, get the million dollars <laughs> and don't pay the taxes. You know? <laughs> it's that simple. It's that simple. 
but that, but that, but that is the simplistic way that so many people operate uh, these days. And I'm not. I mean, I'd say I'm not looking down upon these people, but the reality is I am looking down upon these people. We're not looking down at them. We're looking around at them when we're at Whole Foods Market. I mean, yeah. is, that's where they congregate. That's where they are. But for my, my dad would say, you know, one, one out of every four people, there's something a little off with them. Okay? I mean, and he might be right. Maybe it's one out of five. But it's a very high number. Uh, something's off with them, and it's a varying degree of how off they are. I would also say that, you know, with that... Same certainty. I, I would say four out of five people are not informed at all. Not informed. You've heard about this phrase, uh, low information voters, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, they're the ones who actually decide who's going to be president one way or the other. You and I talk in detail about uh, the positions of the, of, of the Democrats and the positions of the Republicans and what yeah, they said in the we're, past. We're the idiots wasting our time. We are wasting our time. Essentially. We, we actually know. think that... <laughs> Our logic is going to prevail. I mean, it might prevail upon one person who's on the fence and he wants to hear the... the no, president. no. I mean, uh, other than the 20 million brilliant listeners out there... Right, are, exactly right. Uh, ...tuning That's into right. this... That's our, right. Our, tune, our pirate signal here. ...is 20 million, which yeah. I'm very proud of. Our 20, we, It raised from 19 million last week. <laughs> right. So that's pretty good. No, but you make a great point. There are all these people out there who do not think in depth. Uh, forget about politics. About anything. Anything. Uh, but particularly history. Yeah. You know, my... my uh, I mean, it's like when, when uh, you hear that whole thing in public school, everyone does something well, everyone is valuable. No, they're not. Right. <laughs> you know, very few people are. Very few people are valuable. There are very few great people. And um, and that's why they're great, is that there's, there's reason why we can why we select them out from the rest of the group. Ronald Reagan was one of them. Einstein, of course. Uh, Churchill. I mean, you, you, you got the idea. Um, there are, of course, many players who were evil in history, and it doesn't make them good. It, just, it, it makes them bad, of course. They're just evil, uh, but a lot of the greatness has to do with the bravery to fight evil, uh, ideas to conquer evil. and um, Yeah, the rarity that this person thought that way and took action that way and was brave enough to tell right. others that he thought that way. Oh, a confluence of factors stuff. has to come in to get together. Yeah, it's like real estate. Only a little of it is yeah. really, really valuable. That's right. That's you, right. you know, oh, if so all of it was was uh, was oceanfront, well, right. you know, it would be easy. You know, yeah, that's that's right. You got it right on. The, the, but they, without the people around us, as you said in the Whole Foods Market, the Trader Joe's, the Ralphs, whatever it might be, they most of the people around you, they're interested in only a few things in life. Here's what they're thinking. They're thinking, um, how can I get through work today and just get my paycheck, go home, see my kids, hopefully not have an argument with my wife or my husband, um, maybe get a little nookie if they're lucky. And a little bit of sleep. <clears throat> a little bit of sleep. Yeah. You know, have a decent uh, uh, you know, experience in the bathroom. And, uh, and I hope I don't sit in too much traffic between exactly here right. and there. And uh, and that's about it. And maybe they'll, they'll turn on the TV. Of course, TV is an essential part of that. And they'll watch some reality TV show or something like TMZ. And then the, the, the cycle begins anew the next day. And then they look forward to the weekend. And uh, that weekend may be going to the ball game, going to the football game, uh, drinking with the boys, watching the football game, whatever it is. Uh, and the cycle begins anew every week like that. And um, I'm not saying that's a bad way of existing. I'm simply saying that is a 
real way of existing for 95% of the population, if not more. I would make the point that this is that way of existing so far is the pinnacle that humanity has reached in about 10,000 years since Jericho, since the first city. And so many people have no appreciation for how good it is, how, how wild animals aren't after them. How marauders aren't burning down their village or parts of right. it or stealing kids from some of the neighbors or fellow tribesmen. How disease is not afflicting them in, you know, each season right. other than maybe the flu and a cold. Right. Uh, yeah, you're right. And but they've lost the perspective of how good that is. And most people, uh, you know, in our position, since they've become low information voter, which is not an insult. It's simply a reality. Mm-hmm. These people don't have the time or the interest in or motivation or motivation to observe <coughs> politics in detail. And that's fine. They have other things on their mind. Why should they? But right from, from their point of view, why should yeah. they? they, but, they... but I, th- I don't think we should look down on them and scorn them because they're not anti-information voters. Like the, I should rephrase the Whole Foods comment. Right. Those are anti-information voters at Whole Foods and Trader Joe's. Right. The West Side intellectual snob. Right. That that's the irony is that yeah. so many of these people that are on the west side um, here in, in Los Angeles, um, although they they went to great schools uh, and otherwise they are snobs and in fact they they are very low information. Uh, I, I'm, I'm befuddled constantly by my very liberal friends in particular who uh, believe that they are very bright and very knowledgeable and very nuanced um, and they they have no nuance whatsoever. They just think that they're right. And that's it. And they, they refuse to listen to anybody else's opinion. Um, they, they, they know that they are right on the various issues, and that's it. You know, they, they, they love gay marriage. Um, they love uh, uh, fighting global warming. They, they love affirmative action. And anything beyond that, they, they just won't listen to. Because all that matters is what their positions are, not what the actual issues are. They remind me of like royalty that Christopher Columbus came to in the 1400s. It's yeah, like, I you know I think the, there's more world out beyond that horizon. Right. And if you, Mr. King, if you gave me a loan, sire, your grace, yes. to sail to where the horizon is, we might find more beyond there. Yeah. Oh rubbish! You'll fall off the world, you fool! <laughs> Look at this fool! Columbus thinks is well. That's the way it's going to fall off the world. But and going back to the West Side versus everyone else, you know the. The real, the, the real people, the people that succeed, the ones who think about the issues outside the box, all those wonderful phrases, are the ones who kind of work for a living. The, the, the ones who don't necessarily go to the elite colleges. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I have met that I admire so much who've gone to schools that don't have great names. The, the non-Stanfords, the non-Yales, the non-Harvards. Like Santa Barbara City College for six weeks. That's right. Santa Barbara City, <laughs> as he says, pointing to himself. Uh, Cal State Northridge, uh, you know, State University of New York. Yeah, Long, uh, Cal State Long you, Beach. You get the yeah. idea. I mean, these, you, know, you know how many amazing, successful people come from these schools that um, are not highbrow, but, never, but, but nevertheless... They don't think the greatest things about themselves. They don't think that they're, they're just the greatest things in sliced bread just because they exist or because they have great positions. No, they know they have to work for it. They know they have to obtain value, and then they provide value. Uh, and, and that's how they get respect. And by golly, uh, I mean, I, so many people are like that. So many. And, and, and I say this having gone to Stanford. I think I have the bona fides to say 
what I'm saying. It doesn't look like I'm, I'm saying sour grapes, right? I mean, if I, yeah. if I went to one of these schools and I said, well, going to Stanford means nothing, well, it's because I didn't go to Stanford, they'll say. Well, I went to Stanford. And I got to tell you, I, I'm just I'm looking at the facts, the facts on the ground. The attorneys that I hire, the employees that I hire, the friends that I have, the clients that I have who are really successful. And I look at them and I say, uh, what school do you go to sometimes just for fun? Or, or they'll, it'll come out. And uh, not necessarily a recognized school at all. I mean, it's amazing. There's zero correlation. If anything, I would say the correlation is stronger in favor of people who didn't go to great schools and their success later on. Yeah. It's amazing. And I think the part of it is that they're maybe a little bit hungrier, but they're not full of themselves. I think that's the main reason. Yeah. Well, look at Obama. Magnum cum laude, Stanford, uh, Harvard Law, Law, Law School. The man's an idiot. He's an idiot. And the man is simply, and I'm not saying that as a political person, I'm saying that as just an observer of everything he touches turns to crap. This man right. is a complete idiot when it comes to actually solving a real problem and accomplishing something tangible. I, and I don't think he actually was magna cum laude. Oh, I heard Larry Elder say that. No, he's not. Me. He was he's wrong. not. I, I was thinking that it's was... It's not hard a, to be a cum laude. I, yeah, I was it. thinking that would have been impossible. Then I thought, oh, that sounds reasonable considering he just wrote all these extreme left-wing Alinsky screeds in his papers. You can be cum laude at Harvard and a couple of other schools if you do X, Y, or Z, such as write a law review paper. I mean, it automatically elevates you to certain positions. We think of cum laude or magna cum laude or summa cum laude as based solely upon your GPA, not so. Oh, okay. All right. So, uh, but your your int intuition is correct. But about here's Obama. here's he, a man who's clearly arrogant, snobby, yes. institutional. Uh, he has no. Know. He has. He, he clearly is ignoring the facts. Which ignoring the facts to me is, is partially partially reflects on your intellect, right? Yeah. And meaning that you have less intellect if you are constantly ignoring the facts on the ground. Or repeating the same mistakes over and over again. I, I think less of people who repeat the same mistakes over and over again. Don't you? I, yeah. Right? Okay. <laughs> and, and also who reflect poor judgment. I mean, Obama has reflected poor judgment over and over again. But, but again, let's not, let's, I, we're not here to talk about Obama. We're, we're here to talk no, about but that maybe use him as an example. Right. That was an example of someone who intellectualizes and elevates himself because of the academic right. pedigree right. versus actual tangible results from a lesser... Right. institution. Yeah, these people yeah. actually, I mean, it's so anti-American when you think about it. Like, you should think more of me because I went to Harvard or Stanford. Uh, I am royalty. Right. I'm it's the a, real American. Yeah. It's well, a form of royalty. Being American is against royalty. Oh, but I'm royalty. I'm King Obama. <laughs> right. Any Anybody who, who uh, raises himself up for, from his own bootstraps, uh, you know, and, and then makes riches beyond belief, that's what America is all about. That's what, what differentiates us from all those snooty uh, European countries that insisted that your blood matters or what where, what region you came from. Right? Yeah, because if your blood or region <clears throat> matter, then you rule the peasantry. Right. Um, the whole American experiment is based on the idea of asking a question, can man rule himself? Right. We are all kings and queens in America. That's right. Yeah. And we're all made in God's image too. Right. It's an, it's an incredible, I mean, those the, the last part is tied in directly to what you were talking about of, uh, of, of pedigree. Look, I, I think, I mean, going back to full circle a little bit to the history part of it, Ronald Reagan said, we are never more than one generation from tyranny, right? And so we have to, and what did he, what did he mean by that? He meant that we have to relearn what it means to be a free people.
Every generation. And teach it to our children. Right. Every generation. Every Learn generation. it for ourselves, teach it to the teach children. To every right. generation. You skip that, even one generation, right away all of a sudden people will say, what, what you know, it's like uh, the famous line, and, and the rose of Pharaoh who knew not Joseph. Right? Yeah. Um, once he knew not, then terrible things happened. And the same thing Yeah, because then we forget who we are, who like we are. in that story. That was the exact reason why they said, if, if Pharaoh knew Joseph, that Pharaoh knew Joseph, he would have appreciated the Jews for who they were. Yeah. Uh, instead, he did not. He did not remember history. And that's what this is all about. I'm so glad I, I thought about that all of a sudden because it's such a powerful connection. Uh, the Bible actually, you know, makes it clear how important history is to us. What I love, by the way, about uh, Christians, uh, evangelicals and otherwise, is their depth of knowledge of the Bible is so refreshing, so wonderful. They are so... Um, uh, appreciative of history, not just from a faith point of view, which is great. No, but both faith but both. And, and intellectual, history. but and history you too. Know. But but but, but they they're not, they don't fit that stereotype that the left constantly. Oh, they believe in that man sky crazy right, right. book thing. They don't understand. No, they understand yeah. that the Bible is a, an instrument of their faith. Right. But they know that. Yeah, dinosaurs existed a million or whatever years ago, 60 million, 50, 65 million yeah. years ago. And they know, yeah, the, the dinosaurs aren't in the Bible, but that doesn't, that's not right. a conflict with my faith. Right. They, they, they want to make cartoons out of, the, uh, out of the, those who believe in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, but these people are very deeply uh, stepped, steeped in um, not only the faith and what, what is said in the Bible, but what to, and not, but also the history. And there's a lot of history in the Bible, right? By definition, yeah. it's a it's a historical right. reference. So it's as well. an interpretive yeah. uh, view of history. Right. So you 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 constantly are thinking of yourself in a context of history. Where do you fit? If you're if you're a religious person and you believe in the Bible, you necessarily must be placing yourself in the context of that history, right? Right. So if you say to yourself, okay, well, you know, Adam and Eve, Noah, uh, Lot, Abraham, and so on, and, and, and Jesus. You're always saying to yourself, where am I in relationship to those people and to those actions and to what, what Jesus had to suffer through during the Roman times, what Bar Kokhba had to do during the Roman times, what Antiochus had to deal with during the, um, the Assyrian stage with the Hanukkah and such, and Joseph and Moses. All those peoples, their trials and tribulations and their successes. And it shapes you. It makes you a better person. It gives you great perspective. And it also teaches you how to be a better person. And not only that, it teaches you about the natural consequences of, of things, right? Supply and demand. It, it teaches you all these things about, about selfishness, greed, an eye for an eye, what that means, for example, proportionality of, of sentencing. So when people try to car, uh, caricaturize or, or make cartoonish uh, people who, are, uh, who have faith, I really get, get upset. Yeah. Uh, in fact, they are far more... Uh, detailed in their analysis and steeped in history than than any of these liberals, right? And it's also hateful. It's it's, it's hateful. hateful of knowledge because the ultimate evildoers in in history or those who enabled them were those who destroyed knowledge. Yeah. They weren't iconoclastic in that uh, uh, we're going to break the the image that sort of binds humanity in the rut it's in now to become better. In the future, you know, like inventing the computer chip or something, or right. finding an innovative way of uh, doing software or something. Well, but 
the they were essentially knowledge destroyers who right. sought to destroy the knowledge of the time to take humanity back. You see that with Islam today, right. of these people who are trying to impose say, a Sharia law and, and jihadism right. is, is has a part of its thrust is to destroy the modern world, to take us back to, right. to as they see it, the good old days of yeah, yeah. no plumbing, no electricity, right, right. no running water. Right, right. How, how does that work? How evil would it be for someone to get rid of all the running water in a city like, say, Phoenix, Arizona? Right. <laughs> right? What kind of suffering would happen if, if such a thing were to succeed? That's right. It's really a phenomenal thing. Um, you know, what you said before is a, what you said, a hatred of knowledge. Yeah. I like that line. I think that's exactly what, what it is. In reality, they are fighting against knowledge. I think you hit upon something very clever. Um, and and it, the theme is very strong here. And I can, I can give more examples of what you just said. Um, the left doesn't want us to learn about global warming. The reality of global warming. Right. They yeah. just want us to do what they say. Right. Yeah. It's always, just do what I say. Don't worry about the detail. Don't, don't, right. No crisis. Just do it. I'm going to give you more examples. Yeah. Uh, just, just do it. It's right. Uh, we have our, our experts. Don't you worry. Right. You know, just follow exactly. the experts and, and therefore it must be right. So, so therefore, you liberal um, uh, follower, sycophant, you have your uh, ammunition when you want to speak to one of those crazy conservatives. You simply tell them, <laughs> I have a cra crazy conservative. Uh, there are so many experts that say this. You're a fool. Okay, that's all, that's all I need to say. Okay. Uh, all these scientists, never mind what it, how they define the word scientist. Um, and then likewise, with, uh, when it comes to affirmative action, um, you, you try to throw them uh, the facts of how devastating affirmative action is for everyone involved, in particular the minorities that they purport to help, uh, they won't uh, they won't buy that either. They don't want to listen to that. Oh, the minimum wage. Minimum wage. Oh, one I just taxes. thought of. Oh, taxes are my yeah. favorite one. You know that. Oh, right. But check out this one: sex education schools. Mm. Don't tell us not <coughs> to teach your your kindergartner about this and that. Right. We know. Our experts at Planned Parenthood have told us. Right, right. Well, you're asking us? How dare you even ask the question? Right. Oh, what did you do? What, what do you know about sex education? What did you do? Have sex when you had those children? Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. I've noticed a technique on the left is to insult the conservative for doing the right thing with a tone that is... Uh, belittling mm -hmm. to make others think that the idea is totally preposterous. A uh, news report came out yesterday that a uh, head of like a national teachers union organization responded to the NRA's proposal to arm some teachers. Right. And his logic was this, his, his ultimate statement was, what are you going to do? Turn our schools into armed fortresses? <laughs> right. Now, well, first of all, if the NRA said, we, we, rightly so. We need to turn our schools into armed fortresses. Is <laughs> an armed fortress is where people are. Uh, let me find the word here. Safe <laughs> from attack. Right. We would all go. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Let me see. A bank is an armed fortress. Right. It protects our money. You know, we talked about this before a few weeks ago. Uh, a jewelry store is an armed fortress to protect the diamonds, sapphires, and emeralds. This building right? here. It's, it's this, a bunch of embassies in this building. Uh, consulates. And uh, that's basically an armed fortress. To get into the building, you have to check in with a guy who's got a 
gun. Right. <laughs> right. But you don't understand, yeah. Army. Uh, you see, children are not valuable. No. So they're not like jewelry. Jewelry is important. No, Money is no. important. The, the those bank. children running around are just going to have a large carbon footprint and destroy the earth because you, the breeders of society who didn't have the good sense to be homosexual, vasectomy <laughs> victims, or childless, uh, deserve to have your children you know, well, some eliminated. Of, look, but a liberal hearing what you just said would say, okay, that, that guy is going off the deep end right now. Right. Right. <laughs> But, but but what you're doing is you're saying this is the cartoonish argument that they are themselves I, I'm using the you. same straw man techniques right. that they use to belittle our points of views. I'm just belittling theirs. Well, here's the best it, way to belittle it, theirs. And, and right. in my opinion, to use your own phrase that you said, they hate knowledge. Right. They claim to love it. They claim to, to say, well, I just want to go where the science takes me or where logic takes me. Th- that is the furthest thing from the truth. Uh, I can imagine, because it's it ain't true when it came to uh, you know regulations. You can show we we got plenty of historical data to show that increased regulations destroys business, that increased increasing taxes destroys business, and that increasing a minimum wage and cr- destroys employment. Right. That affirmative they, action is right. destructive. That that increasing welfare uh, actually hurts uh, the, the the black family the most. Um, and well, let's just go to to uh, global warming. Global when warming. Al Gore says the debate is over, no real scientist ever says the debate is over on anything because as solid as EM equals MC squared is, it'll always find new knowledge. Right. You will always find new truth. Yeah. You yeah. just have to dig deeper, go further into the layers of tectonic plates and the right. sediment in the earth, and you'll find something new if you keep looking. That's right. You know, the, the science is never settled. Right. Right? It is. It, science is never settled. I mean, the, the, you know. It, you, by definition, it can't be settled. Right. It's science. Right. Well, <laughs> right. there's a different, okay, it's interesting what you say, because there is technically a, a process. There is a theory. And then it becomes, if it's so accepted, it becomes the law, right? The theory of gravity became the law of gravity, right? We now accept gravity, meaning that an, an object will fall at exactly this, this uh, rate. I forget the exact, 9.2 36 square feet. 36 feet a second squared, something, something, something like, like that. that. Right? Uh, on Earth. Right. On Earth, gravity. But it applies equally. I mean, you can apply it to the, to the weight and the mass right, of the different planet. Right, it has to do with planet. the mass of, uh, of a heavenly yeah, so body, blah, blah, blah. So blah. that becomes a law yeah. of gravity. Right. And um, until you find exceptions to it, you know, it remains Right, but law. even if it's constant, wait, 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 you might wait. learn something new about it. Of course, you'll learn nuances. Yeah. And I'm getting to your point, which is <clears throat> the theory of evolution. It's not the law of evolution. It's the it's theory, theory of evolution. Right. And uh, that theory, which I think has been debunked time and time again, uh, is, is a theory. But, but liberals want to – that's a, 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 maybe the, my best example of how liberals will refuse to see the facts on the ground on that one. And that's I'm right. talking about literally not on the ground but in the ground, right. <laughs> the fossil record. You know, there's not one single – I mean if you truly believe that, that uh, uh, in the evolution process, meaning survival of the fittest – Meaning that there's various mutations that occur and, and the mutations that are good, well, they survive and the ones that don't. Okay, so great. You would expect to see at least one fossil with, let's say, three eyes or, um, a, you know, a, 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 you know, three legs or whatever it is. Or you would heads. assume that Democrat, the Democrat Party would have died about a century ago, <laughs> right? It right. disappeared they, 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 for planet Earth. I think he's using humor now. <laughs> I am, but... <laughs> Yeah, you'll see that. You won't see that in the fossil record. <laughs> right. Um, 
unfortunately. So, so, but you would expect that. And, and you would also expect to see that it would be at least some animal that would be a missing link between apes and humans, assuming that apes were the, the originator species. Uh, so where is that? Of course, we don't have anything close to it. They've, they've created fake ones in the past and uh, much yeah, to the hoaxes. joy. Hoaxes have been there, but nothing. Nothing. We've, we've had plenty of dinosaurs and plenty of other animals of all different kinds, but never have we seen a missing link between ape and man, and for that matter, between <coughs> one animal to another animal, ever. But we're supposed to believe this crap. And then, in addition, of course, by definition, forget about the, what I just said in terms of uh, the missing link, you would expect to see uh, in the fossil record, you know, giving a little bit for the, the earthquakes and everything else like that. But more or less, you should be able to see a staccato sort of level of, you know, a proliferation of animals, right? Getting more and more complex over over the years. So the, the younger ones, meaning the most ones that died more recently, would be let me, the higher level. Let, hold, hold on. Hold okay, on. I was going to put it in West L.A. terms. That means the BMW 2002 right. becomes the BMW 325 and then becomes the BMW 745 IL. That's true. <laughs> right? Now I've explained yeah, it. I'm, I'm trying to make it <laughs> so right. they understand. That's right. You understand now, folks? <laughs> West L.A. folks? Um, so you would expect to see that nice staccato level of different changes over right. time. And getting more and more complex. Easy. No problem. But no, the record doesn't seem to show that. Uh, on the contrary, there is an explosion of life with all sorts of different, very complex creatures all happening at the same time. Okay, so maybe it's not God, but it ain't evolution. Right. That's what I can tell you. I, th I think it is God, <clears throat> but I'm positive it ain't evolution. Whose who's, uh, <laughs> uh, theory was evolution's who came Darwin. up with it? Well, here's the interesting thing. Um, Darwin himself is the proof that the theory of evolution doesn't work. Because Darwin, Darwin himself wrote that if one of three conditions were discovered after Darwin's existence <clears throat> occurred right. or was discovered, that means his theory doesn't work. I don't remember what the three conditions were, but uh, in Evan Sayed's book, he detailed them, and he said all three of I'm those conditions were discovered. Meaning, oh, oh, our discovery, yeah. right? Meaning, you know, after Darwin, meaning right. Darwin himself, if he was around today, mm -hmm. he would say, "No, no, my theory didn't work. Uh, uh, condition one, two, and three all were discovered after me, right? And they undermine my theory, so we have to ignore everything I did. Right. It was, it was wrong. It's an amazing thing. Um, I mean, part of the reason why there's so much juice in the evolution argument is because it suggests that there is no God. And I think that's why people want to embrace it so right. much. Right. It's like Marxism. They, the Marx, Marx and, and uh, Darwin are the, the you know, high lords of leftist thought right. because their two theories prove, if believed, prove right. no God. That's right. They love that. Yeah. They love that. Um, but, and you can point <clears throat> to a liberal to say, look at the facts. Or better yet, don't, don't even look at the facts. Prove to me that there is evolution. To prove to me one bone. That shows these great mutations that you're talking about. One bone that shows. Well, their the responses are number one. Look at the facts. Those facts are biased, and those are those are racist facts based on your upbringing, which was bigoted. Well, also or, sexist. Or too. and say, well, you know, all six of those, uh, you know, homophobic, right. sexist, Islamophobic. All right. Then, then the other one is look at the facts. Don't you? Don't oppress me. Don't force me to look at things. How dare you give and me? They, they get they get very defensive. <laughs> right. Very defensive. Yeah. Well, they won't. They so I guess you know. 
we're rallying back to the point of they don't want to see, they hate the facts, they hate knowledge. They, they don't, they, they'll never say that, of course. They feel that they are just embracers of knowledge. Right, a perfect just, example is uh, uh, Republicans are a war women, but Bill Clinton spoke at the convention. So he loved women, really. Paula Jones, Kathleen Willey, uh, Juanita Broderick, blah, 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 blah. blah. Yeah, I mean, uh, don't you bring that up. But well, here, it's here, relevant. <laughs> it's relevant, but here you're pointing, you're pointing to contradictions. Yeah. And that's fine, but... It's, it's but not it's really, relevant it's, information. But it's, you're right. Yeah. But it's the knowledge stuff that we're talking about. And, and here we go back to what we began in the very beginning, which is about history, about acknowledging history, acknowledging the facts on the ground, and what we can learn from them. So, you know, all day long, I'm gathering up information as much as I can. I'm fascinated with information. I love information. I see statistics, <clears throat> uh, and it helps me inform my view of the world. And I've come to the point in my life where now I'm so impressed with what I've seen from the, the creation from God called humans and also disappointed in what humans have to right. offer as well, right? <laughs> but, I, but I'm convinced that there is a heaven and there is a hell. Maybe they're not named as such, but there's a better place for those who do God's work. And there's a, a punish, place of punishment for those who, who fight God's work. Yeah, they're called God's Malibu mission. and Fresno. There, there you go. Right? Right, right. And, uh, you know, hopefully we don't have any listeners in Fresno. <laughs> Although we love you, Fresno. Anyway, uh, the point is that I, I, I like that. And I see this now, this, this earth as, I, I know for sure that there's, there's a place where I'm going after this. There's too many, there's too much information out there that proves that to me. Um, so if you're listening and you think I'm a kook, God bless you for the, for thinking that, but yeah. but I ain't. And ask yourself, why do you think I'm a kook? Because I'm not. Uh, I got a lot of information. I, li I look at history. I see what works. And even if you think he's a kook, does not mean he's not a great lawyer. If your case is worth a hundred thousand dollars or more, plus a five hundred dollar initial oh. consultation. Was it time for a commercial break already? <laughs> <laughs> and we're back to the very high quality podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we have to start getting you to do live commercials. Uh, oh, that's you a know, good point. Get you to just start doing, you know, the... Uh, you, know. you know what? Uh, the, the best commercial for me, in a sense, is, uh, is this, these podcasts. Because if anything, uh, a client or anybody who was considering working with me, they, they'll see how I think. I'm very circumspect about information. I will um, test theories all the time. I will, I will not let a client simply tell me what the facts are in terms of without letting them know, here's how the other side's going to argue that same position. And here's why you need to really think this way. So we're very uh, detailed in our analysis, very thorough in it, and we probe deeply. And that's, I think, the best. So what we're talking about in terms of probing deeply for uh, evolution and global warming and affirmative action and all those things, uh, that's the way we think in the or, law firm, Or too. how uh, people who disagree with you think yeah. and will approach a, an, a set of arguments. Yeah. Well, it's called critical thinking, right? Yeah. Um, and we want, we are critical thinkers. You and I are both critical thinkers. And I, I, you know, as we look around and we talked about the Whole Foods people and the Trader Joe's and the Ralph's people, many of them uh, that surround us are, are not necessarily out there to, to think critically. Uh, but, but it's fun. It's really fun. It's rewarding. It's uplifting. It brings you closer to God. And there's nothing wrong with asking a lot of questions. We talked before in a podcast a long time ago about how at our home for Shabbat dinners, uh, we talk about God, but the first the way we talk about it is we always ask we always ask questions, 
Like, why is it that, I mean, the last one was, why do we have kids? Why, why does a couple have kids? I asked my kids. And they, they answered very nicely, very beautifully. And ultimately, um, our nanny, who was just a lovely lady, she said, with her accent, she said, because God wants us to advance creation. And she's right. That's, that's really the reason why. At the end of the day, we, the, the kids are hard work. You know that's from your own two girls who are lovely. Um, it's, it's hard work, and you, you make a lot of sacrifices. You don't have to do it, right? I mean, you don't have to have kids. You can, you can just have a great time with your wife and go tra travel around the world and you know, save up a little bit of money here and there. Why, why have the kids? And deal with all the tuition and the, the diapers and the food and the, the inoculations and the, and the teenage years that they'll, they'll give you anguish about. Why, why suffer through that? There's a reason. Um, because we are we're propelling the human species. Forward. Well, I, I literally see the spark of God's energy in yes. my children. That flash of uh, uncontained, pure life energy force right. in all of its... Um, uh, kind of, um, you know, playful humor, joy of just being alive, yeah. la just the laughter of all that. And the reward that you get from that makes that 24-hour-a-day job that you have to maintain and care for your children mm -hmm. worth it. Uh, because it is a job. If, if you said to me mm -hmm. um, uh, that you were going to get this reward. Right. Uh, I would have never believed anyone. I, I mean, people said abstractly, I mm -hmm. know it's great, but you don't know tangibly what that means. But you do know when you're about to have a child, okay, this is going to be a big job. Right, right. But you have no idea in tangible terms, again, how big. 24-hour-a-day work. That's what it is, of constantly having to be on with uh, your brain. You know, yeah. you can't just... You know, uh, relax and right. you know, because you know, you wake up and something horrible has happened. You know, if you aren't paying attention, uh, but the reward is more than worth it. I mean, you know, God has this some strange plan where He's uh, rewards us for right. that work, but it is a daunting task. And intellectually, uh, if there wasn't a sex drive, mm -hmm. you know, uh, reward, people definitely wouldn't do it. You know, it's like right. Right. Yeah. Sometimes they yeah. find themselves pregnant, <laughs> right, and, and and then they decide to have the kid. Yeah. But well, it's but it's an amazing, almost miracle in its uh, kind of in the balance of the equation and how it happens. It's right. Well, here's another thing that people refuse to acknowledge, which is the the complexity of the human uh, body. But not only that, but the, just to to make a baby, all the things that have to go right. My wife said this very well. She said there has something like a hundred thousand things that have to be just so in order to have. A, a living baby, not even putting a healthy baby, just just a living baby. And if you want a healthy baby, well, that's like 200,000 right. things. Right, and what a miracle that those things all go right they so often right. in the back of some sleazy bar in the bathroom. Right, it's an amazing thing. <laughs> you know, it's an in the morning. Thing. No, it's, it, 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 this process, and it all happens, you know, passively. I mean, yeah. the only thing that's active is that the, the mother, you know, eats food, and that's all she really has to do. Um, I mean, it's nice if she makes sure to eat the, you know, the prenatal vitamins and all that stuff. But I'm, I'm talking about from a, from a standpoint of history, you know, all this magic happens automatically. It's really, it's really an amazing, daunting thing. And then, of course, but there's no God. You know, it, it all happens by itself. Yeah. So, 
No, it just uh, those parts that are more complex complex than any product Steve Jobs right. has given us just happen by themselves. Right. You know? Facts on the ground are not important. Yeah. And that's where we are, facts on the ground. Well, I want to wrap it up with that. I want to say, look at the facts on the ground. It's, it's a really enjoyable process. Uh, you know, I, I'm always looking to find more facts, to, to learn more. I, I love changing my mind on things. Um, but I just find I'm uh, just enjoying the process and discovering more. And the process, I think you get closer to God. And your life is better if yeah. you look around. Yeah. yeah. It's far more enriching. Yeah. It's far more enriching. Uh, avoid uh, these reality TV shows, folks, please. You're actually losing precious moments of time. In your life. Hey, I was on a reality TV show once. Uh, <laughs> well, at least you it, were participating. It, you weren't watching right. it. Uh, and, and uh, you know, there's, if you're going to watch TV, watch the History Channel. That's so much fun. There's so many great things there. Discovery Channel. Seinfeld. Oh, or Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah, that's right. And you of course, give The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Very and important. South Park. Yes. And uh, Modern Family, too, yeah. I guess. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, what a pleasure this has been, Ari. Um, and again, this is Ben, the Barack Lurie Podcast. Thanks for listening in. Hope you enjoyed. We'll see you next week.